Hey, witches. Welcome to The Lion, The Witch, and The Podcast. We are two mystic Leos discussing spirituality and human condition in the post-pandemic world. So hop in, witches. We're going hexing. Hello, witches. Hello. Oh, that was good. That was Thank a good. You. Hello, witches. That was like a harmony. <laughs> yes. We did like a harmony. What is up? We got another episode, of course, Witchy Wednesday. Um, Sean, how witchy was your week? What? I mean, I've talked to you every day, but like, Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we did, we talked about on the last episode, we've been doing Tarot Tuesday, which is like such a nice way to kind of connect witchiness into our week. Yeah. Um, you know, I did a, I did a nice mugwort cleanse at the apartment, which was yes. really nice. Brought in some great mm-hmm. energies. I, mm-hmm. I made a mugwort bundle that if anyone is interested, we might consider like making them and selling uh, smoke cleansing bundles. I so. mean, the video that you posted for our cleansing episode, I like literally watch it every day because yeah. it's so it's cleansing your feed. It's so fucking beautiful and like just everything about it. But yes, that once we open shop, which we're going to start getting into all that. We already talked about that like episodes before, but that will definitely be something that we will be selling. Yes. Yes. So uh, definitely want to do mugwort and uh, rose petal blends, uh, smoke blends. And uh, and yeah, that just brought in a lot of nice energy into my apartment. So um, it brought in a lot of blessings and. It was a good week. It went pretty fast. How about you? How was your how was your witchy week? I don't think anything happened. That's always nice. I don't I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to think like what have I told you? What have I no, I don't think anything has happened this week. You it's made been, pancakes for dinner. You are right. My mother <laughs> made chocolate chip pancakes. I don't remember the last time I had pancakes. My tier is French toast, pancakes, waffles. I know. I know that waffles are your favorite. Waffles are my favorite. That's okay because Sorry. everybody is different and um, we compliment each other in our favorite breakfast foods. This is true. <laughs> Didn't we say that we wanted to make... Was it pancake waffle, French toast waffles, pancake waffles? Which one? French toast pancakes, I think, or waffles, a- like yeah. either. Is that a thing? We could make it a thing. Yeah, you're right. We could definitely make it a thing. No, you're right. And even like, you know, I'm thinking about our guest that we're going to have on, and she actually talks about in some of her videos on her account that we will talk about, um, infusing witchiness into like, your everyday, even like in making your coffee, like in putting a sigil in your coffee. And, you know, that's something I'd like to really start doing, like putting sigils on my food when I eat them and like, you know, cleansing my space before I like sit down to do anything, even read. So, which is smart because also like we enjoy eating food. We do. And we it's love- definitely contributing to the temple that is our bodies. Yes, so. we, love, we love food. I am a person that, what is it? It's either eat to live or you live to eat. I, I live to eat. I live to eat. I yeah. am not an eat to live. I got to eat every three hours. Yeah, same. Like that's that's my schedule that yeah. I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> so. We are grandmas that can have dinner at five o'clock and it's fine. Oh, I love dinner at five. We love dinner at five. Who do we have on the cast today? We have an amazing, amazing person on the cast today. Her name is Coco the Witch. She is a fantastic, amazing human being. She has an incredible following on TikTok. Her handle is Coco the Witch. Please go follow her. Um, She is 
really, really renowned for her beginner witch series. So if you are a new practitioner, it's something we're going to be talking about with her. If you are a new practitioner, please go and check out her beginner witch series. She is so much amazing information on there. Just everyday things you can do to infuse magic into your life. Um, I'm super excited to talk to Coco. I know you are too. I'm like, I'm so excited. How did you find her? Just on your feed? She was on my For You page. And she is not only an amazing witch, but she's also a gorgeous human. She oh, I know. So Her pretty. eyes are so like piercing. Oh my God. She has like this, she, she does glamour magic too. Yeah. And she has this amazing makeup like situation going on. I think the first thing I said to her was like, Coco, your eyelashes are I, yes, like yes. to cut a man's throat, savage. I fucking love them. It's everything. And, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about all that. Um, we hope you enjoy. We hope you go follow Coco and yes. let's get into it. Yes. Like what is wrong with these freaking people? They've lost their damn mind. They've yeah. lost their fucking minds, but <sighs> Coco, thank you for being on the podcast. Seriously. Already we have such an amazing conversation going. Yeah. And like <laughs> I love that you're able to come on and just like be so natural and just launch into like the stuff that you see every day. You know, mm-hmm. being right. like a huge TikTok presence, you're able to um see the many different sides of social media, how it can be beneficial. Like with witch talk, you said you've connected to so many other witches. I've connected to so many other witches. Mm-hmm. You are a great example, yep. but it also can be like so chaotic and so toxic, even in the, the witch true. community, you know, which I definitely want to get into. I do want to start off though, with like talking about just like kind of doing an overview of you, like talking about mm-hmm. your spiritual practice, who are you? How you you mentioned you were raised Catholic. Um, how did you come up? How did you find this practice? And what brought you to this path, essentially? Yeah. Okay. Well, my um, my Busha, my grandmother was like, she is. Uh, she doesn't consider herself a witch because she's from Lithuania and Lithuania is actually one of the last countries that was converted from paganism to Catholicism or Christianity. Mm -hmm. So when she immigrated here, she was like, she saw what they were doing to the pagans and they were like, you know, suppressing them killing them etc etc so she never called herself a witch she just did a lot of witchy things and she would teach me so she taught me from a young age as a kid how to do a lot of different things but she would not call herself a witch and she was very very private I don't think she ever told anybody besides me and maybe my grandfather maybe my dad what was going on what she did because she was so petrified from what she saw where she might you know migrated from so she never talked about that but my dad was catholic and my mom was protestant so I was kind of raised like in the middle of that Mm -hmm. me too and I never like I never could understand it it never made sense to me um I never like grasped what 
I just, I've never connected to it. Like I could never understand it. I never connected to it. And I, from a young age, didn't believe in like the traditional uh, Jesus Christ. So that was just not my thing. And when I was a kid, I don't um, like, I work with Hill, who is a Norse. She's like runs Hillheim. She's a Norse death deity. Mm -hmm. And I worked with her. I've worked with her for I mean, now probably 18 years, some, somewhere wow. around there, but she's been with me since I was a little kid. So mm-hmm. I would say that was like my introduction into everything cool. because I knew she was there. I just didn't know what she necessarily, I thought she was like, when I was younger, she presents in different ways. So when I was mm-hmm. younger, she presented as like just a normal person. Mm-hmm. And I just thought she was just my friend. And so it kind of grew. And then when I like officially started my journey on witchcraft and it was like 2005, when I officially started practicing, she was like, oh, hi, this is what I am and explained it all. And I always knew that I could like commune with like spirits or the deceased, or I would have dreams. And she just kind of taught me everything for the most part in the beginning via dreams, she would come to, that's how Mm -hmm. we would communicate mm-hmm. and now it's gotten to be that I can pretty much communicate with her whenever but it's that's what I think is important with like deity work that people see like the stuff I talk about but I've been working with her for she's been with me since I was a kid yeah. and I've officially been with, working with her for 15 years so wow. like the communication that her and I have is going to be different and it's not going to be the same for every practitioner's totally different and it's never going to be the same and a lot of people communicate like in headspace where they'll hear what they're saying and they respond in their their head yeah some people communicate via dreams and astrally or meditation some people communicate they only get like intuitive thoughts like they'll get intuitive thoughts and that's it and the thing is you don't have to work with a deity to be a witch either and I think we see on TikTok that like you have to work with it's not nobody ever says you have to work with a deity but I feel like it is so heavily like thrust onto people mm-hmm. that they think they absolutely have to work with the deity right right yeah and that's really interesting too I was gonna ask you I was sa- saving this a bit for later but deity work is such an important yeah. subject in I think, you know, I see it all the time too, what's going on. And I personally, I, um, my first, the first DD I worked with was Isis and I worked with her like you did from a really, really young age. She presented to me very early. Um, I was just instantly attracted to her. I've always been instantly attracted to Egyptian mythology. It was like my thing when I was little and something about her, she had this beautiful maternal presence that just drew me right in she's very kind and calming and like soothing okay. she's a very soothing presence and I absolutely adore her um later on I started working a little with Aphrodite she was like kind of like a cool older sister like she drew me in right and then very recently I started working with Hecate who literally lights my fire like she oh yeah she is incredible. She had been reaching out to me for a while and I just wasn't connecting with it because right. I was like a little bit lost. And she kind of like hit me up on the back of the head and was like, hello, I've been trying to talk to you. Like, I want to work with you. And 
I noticed it too with like, I think she, she really loves my dog. Like she and my dog are very close. Um, I'm always like, my dog is the first one that I pray to when I'm speaking to Hecate and like, you know, um, please, please protect Vivian. I know you love Vivian. Like, you know, we always have Mm -hmm. conversations about her, but Hecate, like, I, I adore my goddesses. There's just something, she's kind of like a cool best friend. Like she, there's something yeah. so special about her. It's always something special about all of them. And, and you have a separate relationship with all of them. And yes. wondering, so a lot of, when I speak to a lot of younger practitioners and I've been practicing for about 15 years. Um, so they always ask me, you know, what is deity work? I see it all the time on TikTok. It's never something I read about when I was first reading about witchcraft, maybe like a year, two years, five that is years me. ago. Yes. I yes. asked you these questions. Yeah. yeah. So something I'm wondering is like, uh, and a lot of people on TikTok, a lot of the uh, bigger accounts, when they talk about it, it's something that a lot of people say it's not for newer people. And I'm wondering if you have an opinion on that. I, mm-hmm. I tend to lean a little bit that way because when um, you have a, it's like a relationship with someone. And if you don't know what you're doing, you wouldn't want to bring someone else into that, you know? Right. So right. yeah, I'm wondering what you think on all that. So I, I, I'm like, so in the middle about that because I under, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would necessarily recommend somebody searching out and reaching out to a deity in the beginning. If they were interested in it, what I would tell them to do is research it for a long time, research, read, find out what you can find out. And if you're, if you're dead set on working with that deity, first start with honoring them in your daily life, start with honoring them, like worshiping them. Because I think a lot of people on, especially on TikTok, get confused between deity work and deity worship Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people are actually worshiping the deities they're not working with them because when Mm -hmm. you are working with a deity you have an exchange like I do this for you and they do that for you it is a Mm -hmm. it is an exchange it's an even exchange like I I give you my offerings I honor you I speak about you like hell she likes for me to speak about her because she feels like nobody's ever not a lot of people speak about her Mm -hmm. so that's our that's our you know what we have set up Mm -hmm. is I speak about her because she likes that my the I work with a demon who does not want his name mentioned Mm -hmm. he does not mind if I talk about him and our experiences However, he is very adamant about not using his name because he is more concerned that people that don't know what they're doing could try to summon him. And he just showed up, right? He just came with one of my deities and he was just here. And that's kind of just what happened. And he, I never had any interest in working with demons. I had no background in demonology. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the, what, oh my God, what is going on? This is what Oh my God, there were flies everywhere. It was horrible. My husband's like, what is going on in our house? Mm-hmm. There's the weirdest energy in here. And it was, it, my son knew, noticed it. He was, it was, it was crazy. And then I figured it out and I was like, like oh my gosh. So 
I think it's okay to start researching and start looking into it and maybe start honoring them because there's things that you do to honor them in your daily life. Like if you're working with Hades, for example, you would honor the dead. You would go to a cemetery and clean up a cemetery. You would light a candle for Persephone, you know, because Mm -hmm. that's, so there's things that you would do to honor them in your daily life without necessarily working with them yet. So I feel like if you want to work with that deity and they have an approach to you, which is not as common as TikTok makes it sound. That's the other thing. It is, it is normally when a deity approaches you, they've been with you for a long time and you just didn't know what it was or you already had deity work experience and that radar is out there. It's like once yes. you work with one of them, the radar kind of goes out and other ones that normally have something to do with you internally, you know, like something internally, like whether it be like trauma related or whether it be related to what you do in your daily life, whether it be if you're, you know, really like animals or whatever it is, they're super related to that whatever it is in your life and the radar's out there you're already working with a deity and they kind of pick up on that Mm -hmm. I work with death deities so I work with Hades Lucifer and um I work with hell Hades Lucifer and I do work with Lilith which I know is really controversial right right now so like I I get that it's like a huge controversy going on about that Mm -hmm. so that that's a whole nother thing but um and then um yeah, so I work with those deities and it's, I only started with hell for years. So I don't think that, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think that they just have to be protected. But if they, now on the other hand, if they show up and what are you supposed to do? Turn them away. You can't really turn away a guy. Right. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that was interesting. That was something kind of internally that I went through when um, I first, uh, Hecate came to me and started showing interest. I went to Isis because I had, you know, a long time of working with Isis. I have an outdoor altar to her at my mother's house in North Jersey. And um, she has this beautiful stone slab. And I have a, a really nice statue of her that I got when I was like 10. So I've had that statue oh. for a long time. Yeah. And she actually has Horace um, on her lap. So it's very like mother statue. And I, oh. it's, it's so beautiful. I always leave her offering. She really loves um, wildflowers, you know, when, when they're growing and like food, you know, like really warming foods. She loves cayenne and honey. I love to leave her those on her altar. Yes. And um, I went to her and I, I kind of had a conversation like, Hey, you know, I don't know how you feel about this. Um, Hecate is reaching out to me she's she seems to really want to work with me I also would like to work with her how do you feel and Isis was kind of like well you know you don't belong to me um I have a great relationship with you I love you but you need to be able to experience other deities as well experience other just cycles of life and what Hecate can bring you is maybe something that I can't bring you you know she she's has um dominion over a completely different realm than I do. So it would be interesting for your growth to be able to learn from her. And that was such like a mom thing to do. Like, I just, I love the fact that she was like, 
uh, through and through, she's like that mother figure. And I'm like, thanks mom. So, you know, I felt comfortable moving over, like making room in my life for Hecate. And after that, you know, she was really happy. I haven't, you can't see it, but I have like an altar to Hecate behind me. She has an indoor altar. I have an outdoor altar for Isis. Just that's what they prefer. Um, And even the other day, like um, Hecate wanted me to make her a candle. So I actually like, I don't really know how to make candles, but I melted down a candle and I added some herbs that she picked and she really loves that candle. Like every time I light it, the flame is like up to the ceiling practically. I love that. Yeah. It's, 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 I think it's um definitely makes my practice very well-rounded. I love it. Right. I love the, you're right. It's an exchange. Like they ask for things, you ask for things, you help each other, you know? Yes not just worship and but worship is a huge part of it I pray to her every day every night we have literal conversations I work with the hell or I work with uh I work with death deities because Mm -hmm. I do a lot of death work and death magic that's like mainly what I do is death work and death magic and so they are constantly coming through and that's just what happens so I knew there was something that was not um, like a dead person. <laughs> I'm like, it's not a dead person. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out who it was. And I'm like my, my demon. So Lilith came to help me with my communications with the dead. Mm-hmm. And then she brought the demon and then the demon told me, Oh, another demon is coming. And I'm like, what is <laughs> what? full house, full house. I, this is too much. And you know, <laughs> I went, from only working with Hill for like 20 what however long I mean she's been with it's hard to determine like when I actually started working with her because she's been with me for my whole life yeah I feel that way with Isis right so it's like where do you determine when you officially because I've been doing stuff for her and leaving her little stuff since I was a kid yeah I had a blanket that was for her when I was a child and I would take it outside with me and I would put it on my swing set and push the you know with me and my mom would be like what are you doing and I would say that's my friend that's my friend and yeah yeah, I had no idea but so I've been doing stuff for forever so I went from only working with her to having all these people around and it's it's to the the reason why is because for like say a christian person passes i would just take them to where they needed to go mm-hmm. and then the uh, another if it was like another death worker or another person that dealt with that area they would take them mm-hmm. so they wanted me to be able to go fully between like helheim hell the underworld so that's why like Hades showed up that's why that's why Lucifer showed up that's they, it's like a purpose that I yeah. need to learn to further but if they yeah. show up you have to figure out what to do they're they're there there's a reason why they're there right that's so, definitely how I feel right now too sorry well because Sean you were saying that like Celine is, is talking to me like she is saying something and I didn't I realize she that. is talking to you I didn't realize yeah. that for the longest time because I have such a deep connection with the moon and I would always see somebody in the moon and I thought it was my grandma for the longest time and even Sean remember when I thought that I saw my grandma like when I woke up one uh, one night like I saw this woman and she was all in white I saw her face and I thought that it was my grandma but now thinking about it maybe it's Celine like maybe yeah 
I don't know. And every time there's a full moon, I literally stare at the moon for like 20, 30 minutes. Like I can't do anything. You have such a deep connection with the moon. And it's funny right. because Celine, I don't, Coco, I don't know if you agree or disagree or you know much about Celine, but she, to me is, she's so like quiet. She's very shy. Yeah. She's a very like toned down personality. Yes. I agree with yeah. you a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, she's been quiet. through a lot. She's not going to knock you in the head she's just gonna gradually show up and she is I feel that she doesn't want to scare people mm-hmm. like like you know how some deities will will show up and they scare the shit out of you yes <laughs> I, I feel like she doesn't want to scare you so she's mm-hmm. just kind of like trying to get you like used to the idea maybe or yeah because I am a like- beginner Cause it's only been what, two, maybe two and a half years that I really, ever since meeting Sean, like I have really found myself, which right. honestly your beginner, witch TikToks have helped so me good. so <laughs> much. And I, oh my gosh, as soon as Sean showed me your TikTok every day, I am scrolling and I am seeing something new, which I'm absolutely, I, I'm so thankful because that's helped my practice so much what made you want to start the beginner witch tiktok and also why tiktok yeah that's a good good question uh well i just so i'm like really self-conscious like i i was really insecure and really Mm self-conscious and i started like i downloaded tiktok and i was just like watching watching it and like i was really just watching the makeup side of tiktok I wasn't Mm. even in the witchy side of TikTok. Mm -hmm. And then I got, I started seeing Frankie's videos, Chaotic with John's videos. And I was like, okay, I'm like, I never had saw a community of witches like that before. Yeah, And I was solitary and nobody knew that I was a witch except for my husband. He was the Mm -hmm. only one who knew. And like my one friend, Rachel who's a very good friend of mine she knew and she was you know she was the only that was it two people knew my family kind of knew I was like a little different and did things differently Mm -hmm. but like nobody knew and then obviously my Busha knew what was because she taught me everything right but they didn't my family didn't even know what she was doing so it was like I never, I was very self-conscious about talking about it. And it's like, how do you tell people like, Hey, guess what? I can see dead people like for real, for real. Like, oh yeah, I I go into the astral and cross over dead people. Like you don't tell people that because people think you're batshit crazy. Right. (laughs) They do. They're like, what the fuck is this crazy person talking about? So Mm -hmm. I was very nervous about sharing it and I kept seeing her videos and Agnatic Witches videos and I was like okay I'm gonna post some videos and I it took me probably two months to get the like courage to post um so then I started posting and then I noticed in the witch space there I felt that like beginners are treated like really rudely sometimes and I get that people need to do research and I completely agree with that but to me, if somebody is asking a question, I'm not going to just ignore them. And I'm not going to be like, go do your research. I'm going to yeah. give you like a base point. And I feel that any time somebody asks me, I always say like, well, do research, 
You know, you have to research it. I don't care if I'm saying it or if Frankie's saying it or if, you know, any person on Witch Talk is saying it. If people are saying it, you have to cross-reference. You should not trust anybody with this kind of thing. You should cross-reference everybody. We're giving you a starting point. Yes. Like, hey, start here. But before you do anything you should always like if I'm telling you like oh this is a like with runes it's easier because the runes have set meanings mm-hmm. so you can't really like give somebody a wrong room because they mm-hmm. all have set meanings they're easy to look up but yeah, with yep. sigils I feel like you should either make your own like don't don't take other people's sigils and try to use them because you do not know what they mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't know what you're invoking, especially if it's one that they've drawn themselves. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I feel like I started it because I wanted uh, like a safe space for beginner witches because I felt like, yeah, there were some safe spaces for them. But like anytime I would have somebody ask me a question, it was always like, well, I, I know that I'm really dumb or this is really dumb or this is a stupid question or nobody is answering me or whatever. And it was like hurtful to me. Like that is horrible. Like why? Mm-hmm. why? And I can understand there's people with, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. They're not going to be able to interact with every person. It's just not possible. But I wanted to create like a safe space that everybody could learn together because I'm still learning stuff too I mean I don't think you ever are done researching or learning it's like a constant journey Mm -hmm. so I think it was just to like create a safe space with like simpler information that was easy to process um and kind of gave you like a starting point of where to go from Yeah. I love that. Like I, when I found you, I was so happy because even people that have been practicing for a long time, like need reminders to, Mm -hmm. you know, go a certain way, like, or just seeing like your stuff, like, Oh, that like uh, Coco's making a spell candle today. Like she's teaching us how to make a spell candle that inspires me to want to go do this thing that I've been wanting to do to make a spell candle for this specific reason. Like even like, so your stuff even just like reminds me to, Oh yeah, I had that idea. And I wanted to go do it mm-hmm. um right yeah and it, it's it's nice because I've been talking about witchcraft and how much I love witchcraft for years and years and years I remember um before the I call it the 2013 Stevie Nicks boom of um American Horror Story Coven coming out everybody true. was a witch um before that I was struggling um to not talk about it and to be kind of quiet because I had been quiet all my life about it because like you, right. I grew up in a Protestant Catholic family. Um, I lived in an area that was extremely almost like culty Catholic and it was right. scary to be honest. Yeah. And, you know, I went to Catholic school, so I couldn't be honest there either. Right. Um, so when I did finally like come out to my parents and I started and came out to my boyfriend, I started practicing um, little, little bit before it was probably like 2011 that I was like, okay, I'm going to be loud about my witchcraft. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be loud about it because I wanted people to learn more about it. I wanted right. people to learn that it, it's not evil. It's not a, a horrible thing to do. It may right. be dark. It may be gray but it's not evil. It's whatever you want it to be. You know, I agree with that. I agree with that so much because I feel like people say like, 
it's evil or it's good or it's black or it's white or it's, it's not nothing is nothing no. is it's not and I don't believe with the with working with like death deities I feel like I do not believe like people think de- demons are evil demons are actually far more neutral than an angel is yeah. like in all in all seriousness, I would much ra- I would take a demon any day over the week than a and ain't them working with an angel because angels can be very tricky and they trick you very easily. Mm. And demons are more straightforward, like th- they're blunt. This is what this is what I want. This is what I would like you to do. This is if you would like, to, you know, if you they're just straightforward, they're very neutral. They don't have a lot to do with like human interaction. They don't want to possess humans like mm-hmm. they that none of that. So, yeah, but I feel like um, we think everything is like evil or, or bad or good or, you know, good or bad or evil or bad or whatever. And yeah, it's like majority of witchcraft is gray it's a gray area and like it's it's a lot of neutrality that we think we're thinking it's neutral but other people are seeing it thinking that it's it's bad but Mm -hmm. I don't I believe everything has a neutrality and like uh some bad bits some good bits you know and I think it's very much more immersed than people think that it is Yeah, because we're humans and humanity itself is made up of bad, good, and neutral. So how can any kind of work, you know, and even you look at these organized religions and are any of them all good all the time? No, No, it can't be, you know, it absolutely can't be. So that's like something I'm always shouting from the rooftops is that one example I like to use is you can't get mad at someone for hexing their ex or for um, yep, hexing right. their abuser when you also are talking about hexing Donald Trump or something like that, you know? Right, I, right. You, you can't mince words. I'm a pro-hexer. Yeah. I, 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 and I truly believe that if you're hexing somebody that doesn't deserve it, it won't work. Mm-hmm. I believe that like, and that's just my brain, how my brain functions. So like, say somebody's hexing somebody that it doesn't deserve it. It's like a faulty reason. I don't think it, I don't think it works. I think it only works when it's justified and warranted. And I believe that there's absolutely, I think that hexing your ex is a form of shadow work and a form of dealing with your trauma or yep. I mean hexing your abuser you know yes it's a form of shadow work and dealing with your trauma and facing it head on and taking your power back so I do not think that there's anything wrong with that at all and I think if you're protected then go for it Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did my we're... first hexing. Oh, sorry, Sean. I was gonna say I, no. first, I did my first hexing. Sean, I asked her. I was like, Sean, what do I? I I did it for my best. I did it for my other best friend. And Sean was like, Fucking do it. It is time. You need to do it. And I was so yep. nervous too because I didn't know if I could or not. An hour later, oh, it worked. It worked. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Instant results. She instant. got instant yep. results. I was like, Yeah. And it's probably still working. It's probably still working. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. It, it just keeps going. Like normally, like I always see with my hex work, like 
something will happen, like a sign to show me like, okay, it worked. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you just watch it just unravel completely. Mm -hmm. And you're like, damn, oh my gosh. Yep. It's a form of justice. But it's it's true. It's it's justice. And you know, like, I, I don't think any practitioner that is in their right mind or that is, um, self-respecting human would hex someone that doesn't deserve it i'm so my craft is so more on the like baneful end um because i'm a deaf worker like it's Mm -hmm. darker work yeah and it's 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 deeper it's more baneful like i don't say black magic i say baneful because yes it's a colonizing term, honestly, in my I opinion. I, I don't like that term. Yeah. I don't either. And you know what? A person of color told me, I always have used baneful because that's what mm-hmm. my Bisha used. She never said black magic before, just not something she said. So yeah. then I in turn always just said baneful magic. And a lot of my friends say that too. Yeah. And so a person, but a person of color explained it to me and said, it's, you know, it is really hurtful because of the depiction of witchcraft in the media did it start out as a racist term no but how it is today unfortunately it is because if you watch media the bad witch or the dark witch or the black magic witch is always a black witch practicing Mm -hmm. voodoo or hoodoo and then the good witch is always the white witch who's practicing love and light magic and it's it's been depicted like that throughout our media so mm-hmm. when when that is happening what do we do to stop fucking saying it mm-hmm. i feel like that's definitely heightened so much during the pandemic especially with the black lives matter movement right. and just everything else going on what do or how has your practice changed during covid times well i mean it it or has it, it? Has- well I think I've gotten more because I got really active on TikTok during Mm -hmm. the pandemic obviously so I started doing more workings like with other people you know we're getting more involved with other people because I've been solitary for so many years right so it kind of like brought me out of like the solitary or where I was like, you know, finally made a video, like I'm a witch. Like, uh, you know, I never thought that I would ever do that. And I never thought that anybody would watch my videos. That mm-hmm. shocked me. I was shocked. I'm still shocked by it. It blows my mind because I just don't, I never thought, you know, and just never thought that would happen. But I think that it just, I mean, it hasn't changed too drastically because I'm not in a coven so I don't go to anything like community based or anything Mm -hmm. like that and I think it just but I think the pandemic has made me more conscious of like taking time off or taking a spiritual break or meditating or you know Mm. being more conscious about how my craft affects other people and decolonizing my mindset like for me I only have to be told once like Mm -hmm. I I never knew white sage was um uh was cultural appropriation I did not know that Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot I think people probably Sean you can understand that too because you probably didn't know that either in the beginning yeah I didn't 
No. I used it all the time. I had no idea. And until, but a person, you know, an indigenous person told me, hey, this is really hurtful to me. Could you please not use it? Guess what my ass did? Went and buried it and never fucking touched it again. Yes. I don't need to be told a hundred times. I need mm-hmm. to be told once. And I'm like, gotcha. No problem. For yeah. sure. Won't use it again. Yeah. And that actually brought me to um, better forms of, of cleansing too. Like I found mugwort, I found lavender and, Mm -hmm. you know, rosemary, rosemary. Mm. I love cleansing with rosemary. So like that allowed me to say, okay, well, I, I don't want to use white sage. Um, it's not part of my cultural heritage. I don't want to use that. So I'm going to do my research on something that is part of my cultural heritage, you know? Right. And, you can just use incense. I yeah, mean, there's, incense. So, many op- there's yep. so many freaking options. And it's like, to me, it just makes no sense. Like, I don't get the argument. It doesn't make sense to me. And it just blows my mind that people are still arguing about it. But I think that during the pandemic, especially with Black Lives Matter, I think that I've been trying to listen to BIPOC or people of color, indigenous people. I've been trying to listen more and be like, Mm -hmm. okay, um, I need to decolonize my mindset. I'm not Mm going to use white sage. I'm not going to say black. I mean, I never said black magic, but I'm going to make an effort to, you know, gently correct if I hear it or explain why I don't use it. And I mean... I think it's just about removing things in my practice that were from cult- that were from other cultures and removing things that don't belong to me and giving them back to that culture. Mm-hmm. And I get that there's like, like with Lilith, that's a huge thing right now. And I yeah. know people are arguing about it and it's, I, any Jewish person that I've spoken to has told me it is okay. How it's been explained to me is that, and I never would want to ever like speak over Jewish creators or that's the thing. Like I appreciate and like, I do not want to appropriate their culture, but how it's explained to me is that Lilith was not invented by Jewish people. She was made popular by Jewish people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of what happened. Yeah. But she stems from the first text of her is in uh, Babylonian demonology and then Sumerian um, Sumerian mythology and Mesopotamian mythology. She's my grandma called her Lilitu and that's how, and it's like, then it becomes, well, are Lilitu, Lilith and Lamia, are they the same thing or right. are they different? We don't yeah. really know, you right. know, and it's so old and so ancient that most of this is based on UPG. So it's our personal experiences. So it's hard to, I don't know that I would ever recommend anybody reaching out to Lilith. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't, even if you're an experienced practitioner, I would say don't reach out to her because of the stigma that's around it. Mm -hmm. And as respect, if she chooses to work with you, then that's something completely different. And you really, it's, it's hard to close a deity because they can do whatever they, they're gods. We can't control them or what they do, but I researched it. I mean, I probably researched it for like three months, like in-depth researching. And I 
that's why I couldn't, I didn't, I was having a hard time grasping why it was that she was closed. I couldn't understand where it was coming from. So then I researched and researched and researched. And to me, I know that they say like, oh, well, Zazel's not closed, but I would consider him more closed than I would consider Lilith. Right. Right. It's very hard to navigate these things, you know? And yeah. I remember um, the first time I, I heard about that was I watched your series on it and I was like, okay, wait a minute. I've been like, I, I, like, I don't pray to Lilith. I don't, I don't, she and I don't have a relationship as of, as of right now or in the past, we haven't had a relationship. I think she's super freaking cool. Yeah. I like oh, respect yeah. the hell out of her. Yeah, I love she's her. A boss. She's awesome. She's such a boss, yeah. but um, she's never reached out to me. So I don't know much about her. And um, I remember watching your video through it and I was like, wait a minute, Lilith's closed. And I remember I looked up, um, I watched your whole series and then I went to Google and I, I, I think I just searched like, is Lilith closed? And I remember reading exactly what you said, where Jewish people, like, they try and keep her out. They view her completely different. She's not a goddess to them, you no, know? No, she's a demon. Yes, she's mother of demons to them, you right. know? They're yeah. like, no, we, we have amulets to keep her the fuck away from us. Yes, so yeah, like- we don't want her stealing our babies, you know? That's, like, exactly what I read, you know? Right, yeah, yeah they don't want her eating the babies. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so I'm confused at where this is coming from. And majority of the time, it's coming from non-Jewish white people. And yeah. I'm like, but you're not, you're not even Jewish. You can't, like, it blew my mind. I'm like, yeah. I don't understand where this is coming from. And it's coming from non-Jewish, just normal, normal witches who are not Jewish. And it's like, what? Yeah. The, like, it makes what? no sense. So much back and forth. And that's what the community can get confusing. You know, it's like we have, so we have TikTok now, like you said, you and I both had practiced previously as solitary, which is like Mm -hmm. not really knowing, like I read tons of books on this stuff and different, different like authors, but I never really like knew of a community, you know, like I'd just be in the library and be in the occult section and be like the little nerd by myself reading all these books, you know? Right. Same. Yeah, before kind of the boom in in what I believe is around the 2013 time. And then now it's gotten stronger, 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 like a, like a rolling stone now with TikTok, even like for the years that I have been reading, like you said, we're all still learning, but some of the stuff I'm hearing, like Lilith is closed. It's like, where is that coming Mm -hmm. from? You know, like, I don't know where it stems from because- Any Jewish people that I've spoken to say the exact opposite. And, and so, and I'm not saying that they speak for all Jewish people, but literally I, I've talked to probably like, I don't know, 25 different Jewish people. And they all say the same exact thing. Like, no, no, we don't, we don't mess with her. Like, no, where are you hearing this? That's what they're like. They're looking at me like I'm crazy. (laughs) <laughs> like where are you hearing this from and I'm like right I don't I don't I've 
the TikTok community has definitely taken a different step from where I think the witch community had kind of like set its roots in in the right. 2000s, you know. Um, but you did, I wanted to quickly ask, you did mention closing um, a deity, like how we can't really close a deity. But sometimes a deity like will choose to not work with us anymore. I've seen um, like videos, like Frankie, Chaotic Witch, has put out videos about how she um, and a deity will end their relationship. And it's, it's mm-hmm. a mutual uh, respect thing. So I'm wondering, like, I've never had experience with that. Do you, have you had experience with that at all? Mm, so like for me, so hell is never going anywhere. She's always going to be here. She just is. Yeah. Um, but like when Hades and Lucifer came, she was like, okay, they need to teach you this so that you can better work for me, essentially, mm. is how she explained it to me. Like, um this will help your death work. This is going to help how you communicate with death, you know, death, dead, you know, spirits. This is going to help you astrally. This is going to help you move easier in the astral realm. So it is important that you do this, but I'm here still, you know, and I, I mean, she's still here. She still talks to me and she's still here. She still shows up, but she wants me to concentrate on that. Because I don't think you can work with like 10 different deities at the same time mm-hmm. successfully. It's just not yeah. going to work right. You know, I mean, maybe some people can, but I feel like you're focusing on the one, like I'm focusing on hell, or I mean, I'm focusing on Hades and Lucifer right now. You know, like those are, that's what I'm focusing on. And Helen and Lilith are here. Like Lilith was always presented to me as being temporary and being here to help me through to move to a new different level of my spirituality kind of so she was presented to me in the same with Hades and Lucifer that they're not necessarily permanently going to be here however they're always I feel like once you work with a deity they're always going to be there like in some kind of yeah yeah I agree Mm -hmm. yeah like I I don't I don't know how they just end a relationship and I'm not saying it doesn't happen because I'm sure Mm -hmm. it does yeah but I've never experienced it and I think that once you work with the deity they're always going to be there in some way or form right I kind of feel that way with Aphrodite where you know I so obviously I had worked with Isis for a really long time she made it very clear like I don't own you you know like you're not um, you're free to do what you want. Like, I right. love that you're, you're, you're always going to be my daughter, but I don't own you. Like you come from me, but you're not me, you know? Um, and with Hecate, it was very strong, very intense. Like she came in and she was like, I'm going to be your principal deity. I hope that's okay. You know? And I was like, that's, that's cool. That's fine. I really like you. Right. You're great. Um, with Aphrodite, she and I have like an immense respect for each other. I always call myself the love witch because I love love and I love her, but she's not like, here all the time you know like Isis and Hecate are here all the time whereas with Aphrodite she kind of swings in and she'll be like oh maybe you could like leave me out a glass of wine like that'd be really nice you know like it's it's nice to see you let's have a glass of wine together or something like that and I used to put like wine in my baths my love baths for her you know but right she's not I I would not consider her principal deity because I don't think she wants to be you know she doesn't right. want that responsibility for me, kind of, and like me being. I a agree part with of her you. Life. Yeah, and see, that's kind of how Lilith is. She, she, her altar is right up here, 
And mm-hmm. I have my, she requested that her altar, I have a, like my altar, my working altar behind me. And then I have, hell has her own freaking whole ass area <laughs> over there. Of course. And she, Lilith wanted her, she wanted her altar to be on top of my, um, like vanity area. So that's where hers is. And she's often like in the mornings when I'm doing my makeup, that's when her, she'll be there conversing with me or talking mm-hmm. to me or saying what she and it's like hell is always here though hell is just always she's always here she's always like you know kind of she kind of sulks a little bit about like she's just very that's just how she is mm-hmm. um and she is often she's like very concerned about with, with what my son is doing like and he can see her so they have kind of like their own little relationship thing. Kind of when I was younger, very similar to how when I was younger, if that makes sense. It's very, yeah. very similar to how when I was younger. But no, they're not. I mean, sometimes they're here, sometimes they're not. And it's like, you can't control what a god or goddess is going to do. They're going to do whatever they're going to do. And you you have no say over it, really. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's a next question. I mean, you already talked about your son, but how have you integrated your family into your practice? Like how your son, your husband, like how, I mean, he, he sees, so, which is absolutely amazing. Well, he has sight. So there's not really much of anything I can, he has sight. I'm, I have sight. He has sight. So it's like, he asks me questions. I don't let him do like workings or anything like that. But if he asks me questions, I tell him if he wants to learn, he wants to do a working. And I told him that if he could, um, I I said, I'll give you a a list of herbs. And if you can, you know, tell me what they're meaning or what they're for, then you can do it with me then. But if you want to learn to do it, you need to be responsible and you need to tell me what the, what you're using what for. Mm -hmm. so like I'm kind of leaving it in his hands because it's like yeah yeah that's how you that's how you grow that's how so smart that's that's awesome yeah so he does that and then I let him make candles with me sometimes um but like very minor things very minor things because it's you know he's obviously really well protected I have amulets on him in his room he's got the whole house is obviously super protected, but, um, yeah, he, he can see it. And my husband, ours is interesting because my husband is black. So he, I can see his ancestors and originally, yeah, originally they wouldn't speak to me because, um, I'm white. Like they thought of me as like danger to him. You know what I'm saying? So I had to like basically, and I give them that respect. I understand. So I would leave them like some, some, like I would leave them some, um, like water or milk or bread or whatever. And just be like, here you go. And I would tell them like, your ancestors are real. Like they're here, man. Like they're real loud. And he would kind of just be like, well, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, talk to them. (laughs) Yeah. Like they won't, like they stand right behind him and wow. he knows that they're, he can feel them sometimes and he can see stuff sometimes too, but our house is really active. Mm. Um, 
there's like a lot of energy. Um, there's just a lot of different spirits in and out because of what I do. So he, he can sometimes see them. Sometimes he can't, it just depends, but he will do certain things. He'll want to do certain workings with me sometimes too. Or for sure. Exactly. For sure. But you do talk about candle magic and glamour magic. Yeah. Yes. We want to hear all that. about it. Let's just, what, what is glamour magic? Yeah. So glamour magic essentially is just harnessing your own power internally and putting it outwards. Okay. Like I always suggest people de-glamour their phones, like if they're on TikTok, because you would be shocked with how many people on TikTok use glamours. Mm. You would be shocked shots yes I swear and if you notice it I'm gonna tell you how you can really notice it yeah if you go to their page not when you're watching like a normal video you're not gonna see it but if you go to their page and you scroll you'll be able to see like a weird like iridescent cast here and there and that's glamour Wow, that is oh, so right. cool. Yeah, I'm definitely oh trying it now. Literally, when we yeah, get off, I'm going to. Yeah, like cleanse your phone with incense. Yeah. And put like a protection sigil, like deglamor your phone so that you can see like what, you know, it's shocking. It's shocking. So I use glamour magic more of as like a self-love thing and like an empowerment like I'm empowering myself like I'm taking what's internal and putting it on x you know externally Mm -hmm. I don't use it to like lure people in or trick people which everybody can do whatever they want to do with it I'm not going to judge them but yeah that's how I use glamour magic is as like a form of empowerment and that's Lilith's area yeah. Oh, first I had snap. no idea. She was, yeah, first snap of the episode. Uh, there's my one of the snap, snap many times. <laughs> I had no idea though that Lilith was associated with glamour magic because yeah. I just don't know too much about it, you know? Like I've never uh, tried to, she taught to use me how it. To do it. She's who taught me really how to do it. I love that. And also like, one of the things that Courtney and I also love watching you do is making a spell candle too. Like mm, I love that mm-hmm. you have the little, um, you have like the, the let, it's like, um, torch you have a torch oh my torch yeah I saw somebody with it melted so I saw this uh her name's Ariel she had it um she had her she's love she's awesome she had a candle and it was already melted so she didn't show using this Mm -hmm. okay so I was like how did she get it to melt though so I tried everything I was like Mm -hmm. I tried putting it in the oven it that did not work I tried putting it in a pot I think I show I did show it on my TikTok I was like so I want people to understand that like just because I have tons of experience does not mean I don't fuck up because I do right and I showed it it was like oh my god it was so disgusting I think I saw that video yeah I think I saw that video falling over oh my god the was all the way up then my husband poked his finger in it and oh it my went, god it was so bad and I'm like well we're just gonna try to make it work like <laughs> whatever 
<laughs> whatever. Yes. Oh my God. But you, you finally, you got the, the torch and now, I got the torch. Yeah. yeah. And you're able to like, you melt down the candles and then you, you add like all these ingredients. I think, mm-hmm. I think the first, um, video I actually saw of you, you were talking about like cinnamon. That was like the first, it was like the, oh, one yes. of the beginner witch 101s. And I remember later on, you were like adding cinnamon to a candle. And I was like, what? That's like amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love that. I'm learning so much from her I never thought of that and I've always loved cinnamon scented things oh so yes like yeah oh adding it, it to that so good. or cloves I love cloves yeah cloves, mm-hmm. cloves are always right up my alley I just love cloves for some yeah. stanky face right now yeah the court that's Courtney's favorite they like smells so good yeah um, cinnamon like cloves and, and pumpkin combination nothing is, oh my god it smells so good nothing but I like it like because there's so many ways that you can dress a candle and I feel like people see like one way and they're like that's the only way there is to do the candle and it's like no you can literally like roll the candle in the herbs and people always ask me like how do you get the herbs to stick and that's when I started like filming that kind of stuff because I was like Mm -hmm. okay let me show you like you can blow dry it you know blow dry the candle and the herbs will stick or yeah. put them in warm water and the herbs will stick and then take a candle and drip it over them and they'll stick. But I always try to like touch on fire safety too, yeah. because that shit will go up. Like mm-hmm. it, it will burn. Like yeah. I, it's bad. So I always say like, keep a pot. I try to always be like very conscious about telling people like, I just keep a pot next to me and just boom, like, smother yeah. it out it's really easy yeah that's what really i smart the yeah, yeah just literally tip it over and then that's it you're it's out it's, it's gone that's yeah that's very good yeah yeah fire yeah. fire safety guys uh don't leave candles <laughs> burning unattended please but i know and like when you that. add uh, yeah when you add um a like a mixture to a candle too even if you like melt the wax down and you add herbs you don't realize that those herbs are gonna get like they're gonna light on fire they're gonna burn they're like gonna, hell they're gonna burn. yeah yeah, they're going to go up. And yeah. I learned that the hard way when I added a bunch of like, I think I added like a bunch of lavender to a candle. And I remember this. All started lighting on fire. Right. And the candle like cracked. And I was like, well, then, you know, now I know. My partner has like swooped in and been like, do you need some help? And I'm like, I don't know. Heck, can he help me? Like, uh, and she's like, yeah, just let him help you. You're obviously not getting like, girl, way. you need my help. <laughs> yeah. I, all the time. He's always like, <laughs> what are you doing like what and now he'll ask like do you want to meditate together and oh yeah that's so he, nice yeah he he can like he gets premonitions my husband does very rarely only every once in a while he will get like weird he'll have weird dreams mm-hmm. but he only he never dreams unless he you know is having like a premonition right so he's kind of getting more in tune but his ancestors are rooted in hoodoo oh that's cool yeah so i can't help him with that right because it's closed yeah so yeah I'm exactly like, I, you have to find a voodoo or who or a, you have to find a hoodoo practitioner to help you right so we have people send books and you know give us like pointers but i can't teach him that because it's exactly. not I yeah it's not my area I don't know 
so he's just kind of researching it and like taking it slow and whatever but i'm like your ancestors are really freaking loud about this bro like you need to get this because they're constantly talking about it and they're loud and they're talking about it right that is so interesting just to like the fact that your home is so like rich and full of like so much energy and activity going on at like all You know, I wonder, I wonder how you sleep at night, you know, or just be able to get to relax without a deity going, hello, I need a candle, you know, or just like something. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're pretty, they're like, they give me my space and like, I have my, like the room I'm in now, it's like my altar room Mm -hmm. and it's my room. It's like, that's, it's just my area. And so they kind of remain in here for the most part. Lilith, We'll, we'll every once in a while go into the bathroom and fuck with the lights. Like it's, oh yeah, it should go for me and they'll go on off, on off, on off. I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, <laughs> she just wants to like, fuck there's with you. No reason. Like, my favorite thing is on your TikTok when you have these videos of you talking to the deities and uh-huh. just like they're like your hell's going, oh, can I have this? And then Lilith's like in the back dancing with the demon, like just <laughs> making chaos. She's chill, dude. She's so chill. <laughs> I love it. They'll kind of congregate at hell is her altar is on top of a piano mm-hmm. and they like to fuck with the piano too. And of course. They will. And so I always know like that's where they normally are. Every once in a while they'll pop up in different places in my house. But for the most part, it's right by my son's door. And they don't go into his room, but they stand by his door. And I don't know if it's his energy yeah. or if it's just the door or if mm-hmm. it's because that's right by Hell's area. I don't really know. Um, but that's where they always pop pop up every once in a while they'll be in my room and I'll be like no mm-mm, out. <laughs> bye <Yes. laughs> exactly get out yeah yep. oh my yeah. poor hell poor hell she's like can everybody just stop touching my altar please <laughs> you know? like- <laughs> I don't know why she picked that she wanted she wanted it on top of the piano. She was like, I want it on, because originally she was just on my altar. And mm-hmm. then she, when, when Lilith came, she was like, no, I need my own altar. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, but who doesn't want an altar on top of a piano? Like, that's let's be true. Real. Like, that's yeah. What, that's who what doesn't? she wanted. It. I was who like, doesn't? okay. You know, and then like when uh, uh, Lilith came, she would be like, well, I need three candles now. Like she just <laughs> like Competition. Like, I love it. I love the dynamic. It's so funny. Like, I feel like I envision hell as like kind of the matriarchal, like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then Lilith's like, this is not what we're going to do. I'm going to do this. And you're, you know, just like that. I love it. I love it. She's very bossy. Oh yeah. my God. I feel like we, this conversation could go on for, oh my God, I hours, talk to you for hours, Coco. hours and hours, but before that we end the episode, which the three of us, we definitely need to have another Zoom date oh, and literally just like do more. But what would be any advice or last sayings for beginner witch, non-beginner witch? Is just anything else just to wrap like you, your practice, just all of it up? I would say that my biggest um, tip would be like to not get overwhelmed and to know that like when you're just starting out, you don't need to buy everything. You don't need to buy all the crystals. You don't need to buy all the herbs. Like 
you're cool with like just some minor things that you can find in your pantry and that witchcraft does not have to cost anything. It doesn't have to be hella expensive. It doesn't have to, you know, cost you hundreds of dollars and to follow your own intuition and like, don't doubt yourself because I spent so many years doubting myself and my craft. And like, there's no reason to doubt yourself. I've spoken so well. Love that. Yeah. Amazing. You're amazing. We're so grateful. Yes. We're so grateful to have you. I'm so happy. TikTok has you. The world has you and that we have you on our podcast. Thank you so much for like speaking with us. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. I will definitely come back again. Yes. Yes, Where can everyone, where can everyone find you? TikTok, any, anywhere else. Plug yourself. Yeah. My TikTok name is at Coco the Witch. Coco underscore the witch. And then my Instagram is Coco Puff, Puffy, Coco Puffy. Awesome. So please, everyone go follow Coco. I cannot say enough how amazing, amazing, amazing she is. Your life will be changed when you start listening to her videos. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Coco. Coco. Isn't she not fucking amazing? I'm gonna, like, I'm not going to lie. I was really nervous to talk to her. Like, I, I was, was really nervous, nervous to talk to her too. What? You were literally talking the whole time. Well, when I'm nervous, I talk a lot. <laughs> I was, I did not think that. I was like, oh, look at Sean. Like, oh, look at her go. Like, here I am in the corner. We're like, hey. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the, the, not the mystery, but the, uh, that's the lie. That's the deception. <laughs> but oh my God, she was so I cool. Know. Like, she's so professional dope. witch. Like, I can't. Like, her stories and just, huh. Her it knowledge. Just makes, I know. It makes me so excited for our journey as witches to see how much we grow in the next couple of years and what we find out about ourselves. Like, she, her TikTok, everyone, please follow her on TikTok. Like oh, you yes. will learn so much every single day. She every posts, day she posts daily. Yeah. She posts every day. Every so. single day. Like we, Coco, just thank you so much for. Thank you. You're yeah. the best, Coco. We love you. Seriously. Come back. If you like this episode, which you better have because mm-hmm. we did. If you liked our past episodes, <laughs> like, share, subscribe. Go to our Instagram, the lion, the witch, and the pod. Um, anything else? <laughs> I think you pretty much covered it. I think please, I'm pretty much, yeah. Please subscribe. Yeah, I think um, subscribe. And if you guys could like, if you like us, rate us. You know, we're, yes. we, I don't know if you've noticed, Courtney, but we've got some really nice ratings on uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you could rate, I don't think you can rate on like Spotify, but Anywhere you could rate us, please try and rate us if you like it um, and like pop a comment in there because we really enjoy reading it. Yes. Thank you. We'll see you next week, witches. Love you, witches.